My mind just blew up, I will tell you later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode 65 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. Just hello to you all, just hello to you all, we've seen today, we're talking about Siege, what we don't like about Siege. That's his old YouTube intro, that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And uh, we're in that weird spot. Oh my god. <laughs> I actually went back and started listening to the beginning of episodes, <laughs> but I only got to like episode nine, but... And how many you, did you find? There were two times. Two out of nine. Statistically accurate. Large sample size. Yeah. Um, okay, so for today, we're going to uh, visit some feedback that we got on our proposed rework for bank last week on the podcast. Um, also, we will do operator spotlight. Should we tease it now or should we let people think about it? Let's do some uh, riddles. How about? Okay. Um, I, I don't, uh, spaghetti. Okay. I could kind of see where that yeah. Um Okay. Is that your teaser? Who who <laughs> who shares what triangles have? Okay. That's stupid. I don't even Do you understand. Get it? No. Good. Anyway, that's who we're doing. Whoa! Or, my mind just blew up. I will tell you later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not who we're doing, but those are teasers, I guess. Uh, should, we, should we mention this crazy major event that happened this past week? Yes. Uh, also, um, PS, what's it called? Operation Shifting Tides is out, which yeah. I guess we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, so there is another podcast, a Rainbow Six Siege podcast called The Hot Breach Podcast. Oh, that's what you're talking about. You may be familiar with it. Yeah, I don't know what you thought I was talking about because I didn't I think you knew. Halo Reach releasing on PC. Oh, yeah, that too. That's a pretty major event. The Hot Breach podcast just ended. Uh, Get Flank tweeted out this past week that due to uh, disagreements basically between the three creators that they're done. So I guess like condolences to <laughs> the Hot Breach podcast. Like <laughs> that's not really an appropriate way to say that. But like it's sad to see it go because the Hot Breach podcast was like a um, focal point for like the community and stuff. And like there was, yeah. the developers were working with them and like doing stuff and everything. So we're sad to see them go and... Uh, if you are an ex-fan of the Hot Breach podcast that stumbled across us now that you're looking for a gap to fill, welcome, and we hope you enjoy what we do. It's probably a little bit different than what you're used to over there, but hey, it's talking about Siege, so... We talk about Siege, what we like about Siege, what we don't like about Siege. And we say it every week. And he's Ryan and I'm Chris. That's true. So there's that. Okay, also Halo Reach came out on PC and also to the Master Chief Collection on Xbox we both played it a little bit on PC. We haven't played together yet, I've unfortunately. I've played a lot of it on PC, and Ryan has not been playing while I was playing. Well, you have you work night shifts. so And I played afterwards, and you were home. Yeah. <laughs> sleep in bed. He went to sleep. <laughs> at like 11.30. Halo came out. You don't go to sleep at 11.30 when Halo comes out. You do when you just play three hours of it. No. Nope. Well, I'm an adult. I literally, I played... Tuesday, I got home from school. I played all the way until I went to work, got home from work, and I played for another three hours. Anyway, that's... Wednesday, I played all the way up until I had to go to school. That's, to school, that's and now all I to say... Play. That's all to say that it's good. It is good. We are very much enjoying it. If you liked Reach, you will like Reach on PC. It's And there are... I am amazed at how well they did. I Seriously. was so scared. I, yeah, I so did not nervous, trust them. But they did such a good job. There, is, there are no problems aside from not being able to crouch while you're moving that kills me i think there are a host of tiny problems but overall it's a very good game it's great um very very it runs really really well on pc they have they actually did a pretty good job about like pc specific options you know Mm -hmm. like it feels like a pc game uh yeah like reaching the old days on 360 it sometimes it would drop like under 30 frames a second like it down probably like 20s like low 20s uh, and it felt bad, but now like it runs. I didn't ever so notice smooth. that it felt bad at that time. Now that I play, I oh do yeah, if you, it if you go bad. back now, yeah, definitely now it feels bad. Um, but yeah, I was I was running over 100 frames per second, and it felt so good. And it's you know I was playing 1440p. It oh, it looks so good. It feels so good. I'm still trying to get used to mouse and keyboard it's for Halo. Hard. It's a little bit weird. It's definitely different. 
But but uh, if you were good at Halo before, you're still going to be good at Halo on yeah. PC. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with your your placement of where you are, and then knowing tricking people and knowing where they're going to be. Yeah. So it's good fun. Uh, if you want to play with us, definitely you know buy it and message us on Discord, and we would love to play with you guys because it's we're having a blast. Uh, if we see. can get an eight man group to play a big team battle. That would be Ooh, so fun. That would be fun. A full squad of eight in a big team would be really Guys, fun. Guys, get Halo Reach. It's 10 bucks. $10. If you have the Xbox Game Pass, it's free. It's so fun. Uh, anyway, so there's that. No need to fear. We will be playing Operation Shifting Tides still. Yes. Because um, I'm very excited about both of my and Callie and Kai's buff and Glass's buff. Yeah. There's good things. No, yeah. Shifting Tides is going to be really good. If you're not buying Reach or you're not playing with us or whatever... You can watch us play, though. We're on all those platforms. I'm RyGuyWRYGUI. And, and I am just hello with three O's. So, yeah, come follow us and hang out. Okay. Just hello. Shifting Tides. Shifting Tides. Uh, is out. Is out. We haven't played it. We have not played it. But we it. played it a lot on the test server. But we did play a lot on the test let's server. Let's just list out real quick the big changes that are coming with Shifting Tides. So, obviously, yeah, Wamai and Kali. So, Wamai, Kali, yes. Theme Park Rework. Theme Park Rework. Uh... We did not end up getting a couple of things that I know some people are excited about, which is the Vulcan Graphics API. No, we didn't do And uh, uh. the South African uh, uh, servers. servers. So that's still not out, but they're working on that. I think they're still they on the test server, maybe? Is the test server dead? The, the test server is done now. But okay. the Vulcan API did go on the test server for another second, and it came back off. There yeah. were still issues. Okay. What, what else are we missing? What else are we missing? Did you notice I was copying you that whole time? I did. Okay. I didn't. You just weren't reacting. That I found that I find that's the best way to deal with you. Yeah, it was a little frustrating to be honest. We have Kaid buff, which is basically a larger radius for his artillery claws. As well as barbed wire, which is And barbed newer. wire now instead of uh impact grenades. Oh, uh limb penetration. Limb penetration is now new. We have Ella's nerf to her FO twelve and then followed that was a nerf to valkyrie's auto shotgun as well um repel push to exit repel push to exit that is actually huge i have noticed that so much when playing the regular season i'd be yeah. like shiz i expected to not jump over that already yeah, or to not yeah, yeah climb off it's useful uh i mean the regular stuff price decreases for operators right. and skins uh the jackal a uh, change Jack is coming finally, which he, feels like that's been in forever because it was so long ago that it was announced, but it's finally yeah, actually coming. Now it's part of the game. I don't think he will. I mean, I'll see you tonight if we're going to ban him more often or not, I guess, less often. I assume we will because he's still just it's the still default until somebody else becomes very annoying. Like he's the right, default he's ban. He's the default ban. There is no other default. I am nervous on offense that Cali will be banned a lot because on offense, yeah. your default ban is Montaigne is your second one after Jackal. Mm-hmm. It's just and, always Jackal and Montaigne. And Montaigne and a lot of is times, just like, well, just Montaigne. Yeah, if the other team bans Jackal, a lot of times we're just kind of looking around being like, uh... I guess Montaigne? Yeah. There's, there's Maybe Hibana, depending on the site, yeah, right? Yeah, depending but, on the site. There's some... We've started now actually making a list of maps and what who we want banned. On, <laughs> on Clubhouse, we used to try to ban Ash or Zofia a lot because of castle plays that we used yeah. to do, which Ryan has not done. I think he's... I, I think to, he's, but uh, nobody does it. No, I, well, I think he's... Uh, what's that called when you don't he's uh, not bandwagon uh, fair weather no you're you're boycotting <laughs> okay That's, i think he's boycotting okay. castle because they haven't yet made a rework for castle i'm not i still love my, for castle. My castle boy and so well i think ryan you have a good point with what you're doing here because oh yeah i am people, boycott castle hashtag boycott if everyone castle. boycotts castle he has nobody playing him. they're gonna be like Ooh. okay we gotta get this guy up Except or 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 everybody pick castle and throw the round. Let's wait until the year five announcement. Okay, and then we'll decide what we're going to do. And then we castle. will we will bring all of our list our millions of listeners. Yes, we will come out in full fledged force as a community and either not pick castle at all or pick them a bunch and make sure we lose every single round. Yes, correct. Team kill, do whatever you got to do. So that's shifting tides. We'll be playing that this week. So come and yeah. hang out, watch a stream uh st does that let's see is there anything else no. that we need to talk about nope pretty much it nope. okay let's so let's get that's into the podcast and that's it oh. see you guys next week let's talk about you know what let's just end it <laughs> this should be the last episode i'm sorry it's too soon uh <laughs> what's what are, what are we gonna oh bank 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 so if you listened last week which i know you all did because you all are such loyal listeners 
we did a proposal for a rework of bank. And so we went through it and talked about what we think some of the problems are and how to fix them. Um, I think, so we're going to go through some of the feedback we got from people on that. Before we do that, let's kind of just run down like the major changes again, just like okay. really quickly. Um, but also I just want to ask you guys uh, if, if you did listen to that um, and if you have any feedback on, on the rework or whatever, like we'd love to hear that. But specifically I'd like to hear any feedback you guys have on the segment itself. Um, whether it was too hard to follow because I know like without visual, it's really hard to describe what parts of the map we're talking about. So if it was too hard to follow, not really interesting to listen to or whatever else, I'd, I'd love to hear your guys' feedback on the segment itself. So if you could send that feedback to us either on Twitter or in our discord and the um, podcast feedback and discussion channel, that would be very much appreciated. Um, so let's just run through the major changes we made. Okay. So we tried to fix some of the spawn peaks with some j changes to the building outside and adding cover and stuff. That's kind of basic. Uh, we added a new staircase in the ATMs area. So when you walk in the front door and you're in that ATMs room, that's that kind of like just entry room that goes right before the big lobby. On your left, there'd be a new staircase that goes up and connects with the balcony in the lobby. Mm -hmm. So the balcony now stretches across over to ATMs and it connects with the staircase. Yep. So that's probably the biggest change in that area. Um, as far as the second floor goes as well, the CEO windows are gone now. So there's no windows that go right into CEO. And then that CEO office just extended a little bit to the north. Not too much, but just right, a little right bit where to the, the north. Are. Right where the windows are. And that just gives a little pocket for defenders to kind of hide all hard walls around them. And then right below, right there is a hatch as well that drops below. Right. And that hatch goes into a new room that is connected to uh, archives. Archives. So archives is uh, the first floor objective, the teller's archives objective. Um, this new room connects to the north side of archives. Mm -hmm. uh, it has windows so you can get into that new room from outside and you would be able to push archives uh, from that room. There's obviously, we just talked about the hatch above. Uh, we called this room the Unrenowned Podcast Studio or on the map, they'll probably just call it Studio for short. Right. Um, because that's just a long call out. So studio for short. Yeah. But so this is uh, just sort of a little buffer room. It gives a little bit more room for defenders to we get need, out. Of we need more colors for Chris sucks. Because our one map that we used Chris sucks. Yeah. We, we developed not, this, this uh, custom anymore. call out called Chris sucks for areas that we didn't have a call out for. Yeah. And so how kind of how a uh, pro league calls certain areas just Zulu. If there's no real name for it, we call it Chris sucks. Yes. Because it's nice to say a lot. Yeah. So the, the only one we had was on Hereford and Hereford's now out of ranked. So yeah. uh, anyway, so studio um, just gives everybody a little bit more mobility, we feel like. And then it has a hallway that runs out along the north wall of the map currently that would connect over to blue stairs. So now you can rotate a little bit more from the basement or up above. Uh, you, know, you can use that that sort of back hallway to uh, connect to blue stairs. So what else? Um, as far as first floor to second floor is what are you saying <laughs> i was gonna go first floor but i'll go we'll keep let's, going yeah go back let's uh, move over to open area kitchen stock room stock trading is that okay so yeah about? that side of the map yes it was so that side of the map you have open area the printer room that's the open area part of that's the part of open area that has the window to like the alley spawn. Yeah. So you go in that window and then there's open area. That whole little room right there is just completely gone. So there's no window there anymore for defenders to worry about. And then kitchen has two windows on the south side of kitchen, kind of where that open area window would be. There's just but towards to the right. To right. There's two windows there that go into kitchen. Yeah. So now open area itself is a little bit more closed off. Uh, kitchen... Um, now has a couple more entry points, but kitchen is no longer an objective for bomb, mm -hmm. uh, which we'll talk about more in a second. Uh, and yeah, open area just feels a little bit safer. Did we actually, when we talked about our, when we did the rework, did we talk about the hard wall that we were changing in open area? No, but I don't think that's important to go over for a quick. Okay. Well, basically well, let's just say it because right. I mentioned it. So, <laughs> uh, we changed one of the soft walls so if you're say you're in kitchen facing the main door into open area um there's a soft wall to the left of the main door and a soft wall to the right of the main door so the one on the right we made just hard unbreachable so that you just have a little bit more cover there to work with in open area uh 
and you feel safer. So that was the idea there. Uh, keep the soft one on the left so you can still open up cool angles over there if you need to. Yeah. Um, yes. So that's open area. And then so the new objective, instead of kitchen open area, it would be open area and stock trading. So it would be a split level objective, which I know a lot of people don't like. Um, and we'll get into that more as we get into the feedback. But with this split level objective, stock trading would be expanded to be a little bit bigger. We'd expand it just out the back side of the map, just to kind of bring that wall back a little bit farther, a little bit bigger, maybe a little, a little more cover. Uh, and then, and so right now there's the two windows in stock trading room that go out onto the terrace. Mm-hmm. So those two windows would become soft wall. And on the right side, if you're looking at those windows. Yeah. If you're, if you're south side. Yes, on the the south side of that new soft wall would be a single doorway mm-hmm. uh, that goes out into a new room that we're calling terrace room because it sits where the terrace currently is. Um, and the terrace room has... Why don't you describe terrace room? So terrace room has a window. So if you're right now, if you're in stock trading, you're looking at those two windows, your door is on the right. If you're at that door on the right, if you're looking straight forward, there's a double window right mm-hmm. there that defenders will be able to repel up on and be shooting from. And then to your left, you have two diagonal walls that kind of meet at like a point right there. It's kind of like a Pentagon shaped room though. Mm, no, but, they, but yes, these, these, yeah, it is. it's not a Pentagon. How not? One, two, three, four, five. Well, there's five. Sh- there's five. Uh, doesn't a Pentagon have equal side, equal sized sides, which this would not. Well, I guess, well, it's like this and like this. So they're at a, they're like at a 60 degree angle to each other, these two walls. So, so there's, okay, let's, let's reset a little bit. That to me is a pentagon, Ryan. I, it's not a pentagon. I think, I'm pretty sure a pentagon by Maybe definition. So, but it's pentagonish shaped. Pentagonal. Pentagonal. I'm, I'm fact checking. Pentagon definition. A plane figure with five straight sides and five angles. You're right. It's a pentagon because, but when, I think when you say pentagon to people, they think of something that has equally sided. Like they think of the pentagon. Okay. So let's, let's reset this. Cause I think we're getting a little confusing right. here. So, so imagine that, that you out. are, uh, standing in stock trading room as it currently is. And you're facing the two windows. Mm-hmm. Those two windows are removed. That becomes a soft wall. And there's a door to the right of them at like at the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this goes into this new room that we're calling terrace room. Yes. That, new soft wall where the windows were to on the left side of it um has a like 60 degree angle that goes uh where there actually is a current exterior wall right there that's like at a 60 degree angle to it so that exterior wall remains but that's going to become soft wall because it's now interior to the terrace room it's inside the map it's not the exterior wall of the map right and then the terrace room just sort of closes itself off on the you know on the front side and has a I guess a window and a door or two windows. We didn't really specify what, what kind of entrances there, but two, two entrances from the outside of terrace into new terrace room. Yes. Hopefully that made a modicum of sense. (laughs) We, we, we will, we will, at the very least, we will get images that you guys can at the very, very least. I will, by the time this clip comes out, I will have images in the discord of, very ugly drawings of what we're thinking. Great. About. So refer to those. Yes. Um, they'll be under, uh, where would those be in the discord? Probably uh, in podcast, feedback, podcast feedback and discussion. Yeah, I think. Okay. So those will be fan of podcast feedback and discussion. They are going to be ugly, but they're going to be just so you can kind of understand what we're saying. Yes. Also this 60 degree wall, we keep talking about that. We're having a hard time explaining. This is if you're in the storage closet, that that one closet that connects to CEO mm-hmm. uh, and janitor it, closet. I think it's maybe it's janitor. Janitor, janitor, it might be janitor. Uh, if you're like standing in the doorway there, that wall that's straight ahead of you, that's the wall we're talking about. So that wall would become soft, and it would now on the other side of it would be this new terrace room. So yep. it's there's that. Okay, so do we cover all that stuff? Yeah, that's all good. Um, I think that covers first and second floor. Correct. So then basement. Um, we also had some... Oh, I guess also on the first floor, we moved the teller's, teller's hatch, hatch into uh, the teller's, teller's objective. And, yeah, teller's office so from like right behind the teller's desk. So that yeah. gives defenders a little bit more space or options once they're inside teller's. In the basement, it puts that hatch in dropping into the like secondary objective of basement. Not the, like the main server's one that everybody always pushes, but that second one, I don't even know what it's called. Lockers. Oh yeah, lockers, of course. 
Uh, yeah, this new hatch drops into lockers. Uh-huh. And then how did we change servers in the basement? So, no. well, servers and the uh, CCTV. Okay. Let's say our blue stairs door facing into servers. So right at that blue stairs door, you're facing into servers. You have the door basically right in front of you that goes into the CCTV objective. There's the wall next to that door. That's now going to be hard instead of soft. So that's the spot that everyone tries to blow and tries to plant. You have the C4s and the smoke's coming over. That's done. No more of that. Yeah. So that wall is now hard. The door that used to be there is actually just going to turn the corner and it's going to be a door on the where the other soft wall used to be. Mm-hmm. So that whole side is now hard and the door's on that soft wall. Now, where the servers are, you have the one server rack, and that's all there is. We thought, you know, it's a bank. It should have more servers than just that. (laughs) So we just pushed server room, basically elongated it that way, and added a couple more server racks so the room is longer. Mm -hmm. Which, basically, I think that would extend as far as the uh, CCTV wall extends. Right. Right. So they would would just be equal-sized from north to south? Yep. Yeah. Yep. On the, this, their south walls would be shared. Right. And now if you're in garage and you're to turn right, you have that door that goes right into CCTV as well. That like right now you can kind of like kitty corner to like the next door at the other end of the room. Mm-hmm. And that's where the CCTV kind of makes this like weird L shape. Instead of it being that L shape, the L is just coming back to make it a square room. So if you're to come in CCTV from like the garage side, it would just go straight back instead of being a turn right there. It would go straight back to be a rectangular room yeah yeah um and now that wall so now you're again garage going into cctv you're at that door you're looking straight now it's a square room that wall straight in front of you there's a two reinforcement size soft wall there so you have that two size reinforcement soft wall and then to the left of that you have that door that's remember on that same wall now Mm because we turned the door around the corner Mm -hmm. and that behind that soft wall that's that server rack that had continued yes also we removed the security hall hatch so this is an open area. It's the hatch that's right behind that one cubicle just to the mm-hmm. left of the main door if you're coming from the stairs. Yep. Um, that, that hatch is gone just because it's, it makes basement impossible to move around in because that's the only path. Again, this is, this is the biggest problem that we were trying to solve. The only path between like the one side of the basement and the other is that one single door that has a hatch right above it on both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, it's very easy as an attacker to shut down those rotations. Yeah. Um, did you talk about the maintenance room? I did not. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. So on the south side of server's wall that's now been extended that we talked about, that would be a soft wall that connects to a new small room, some sort of maintenance or whatever, heater room or something. And it's just very, very small. It's only really there to be used as a, as a rotation. Maybe it's even just a hallway. Maybe it's not even like a room room. I don't know. Sure. But like it, it kind of goes at an L shape and, comes back out into the garage just at the bottom of the, like the stair ramp that goes up to the like to join with the main basement yeah okay i think we covered most of it hopefully you're able to follow that um i think we did actually a better job describing that than the first time well we've had several times to practice so <laughs> that helped so okay here's some of the feedback we got on it and i guess our responses to it we really appreciate all you guys who sent in your feedback for it that was really interesting too uh, to hear. So I guess one of the first things that we got just kind of generally from a few people was that we made the map too big. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? So I do, and I've never really looked at bank this way of, as being a big map because it just, it seems like it's so fluid to rotate through and it makes sense. I think that's bigger. This, the biggest thing. Sure. The bank makes sense as a map and it's not random hallways in random places. And there's just aren't a, like, there's a lot of large rooms. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a large space, but it's not, like confusing because there aren't so many tiny rooms connecting like all over each other. Right. Exactly. So I've just never thought of bank that way. And then Villa is larger than bank. I think by a margin. Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Tower as well as Hugh freaking Mungus. Sure. Um, Hereford's probably bigger. Yeah. Just because I mean, it has a fourth floor. floor. That's theme park. I think is bigger. Yeah. I'd Um, agree with that. So yes, we did add rooms, but I think the adding rooms doesn't make the map yes it obviously makes it bigger but i what the rooms did is add rotations and so it makes the bank all playable all around instead of shortening instead of having parts of the bank that are just never used sure and like i guess how i feel about it is um as you're saying yeah maybe bank is toward the bigger side of maps but it's just a big square so where you might have a map like theme park that maybe it's not even as big like area wise but because it's like 
it's kind of got a weird shape to it where it's isn't it kind of like a T almost theme park or is it kind of squarish too? Right now I don't know exactly what yeah, the kind of layout would look like. But let's I mean let's use like Villa as another example. Villa right. is like a big T, isn't it? I think it is. Like an upside down T. I'm trying to remember what it looks like from the like overhead view. I think it's like a T with the cross on the right. Okay, so anyway, Villa is like this weird shape where it's like elongated, right? Mm -hmm. And it like sticks out. So because of that, like the map actually feels bigger, whether or not it's actually square footage bigger than than bank. It feels bigger because it takes longer to get from one side of the map to the other because you have to like wind through this long thing. And, you know, you like you just kind of get like you get these corners that are sort of off from the rest of the map. Right. And bank doesn't have that. And so I think bank already feels smaller. And even though we did add actual square footage to the map, I think we actually connected it better. So it will actually feel more cohesive and won't feel any bigger. I'm thinking right now, if I'm at any part of bank, I can get to an objective very, very quickly. Whereas Oregon, if I'm in tower, no way in heck I'm getting back to kids bedroom very fast. Right. Yeah. There's no good way to get there, especially if you're a defender and you can't go outside. Right. Um, Bunks, I guess is what it's called. It's not kids bedroom, but well, I think one of them is called. Kids oh, it is Kids Bedroom. The objective. Yeah. Either way, you understand what I'm saying. If I'm in tower trying to get that weird spawn peak when they're hitting that big window, you're playing second floor objective, and then all of a sudden you're like a three v five. You're like, oh shiz, I'm rook in tower. No way you're getting down there mm-hmm. fast enough. Whereas mm-hmm. bank, I can be second floor in, on square. I can be down in the vault in a second. Sure. Like drop down down blue stairs. I'm basically already there. Yeah. Or catches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the other thing I think too is that while we did add space, we didn't add any like central rooms that would become like big points of contention. Mostly we added very, very small rooms. So, studio, uh, did we add any? We didn't add, oh, a studio, terrace room, um, the, the like mechanics room, and extended tellers. That's all the space we really added. Uh, and those are all really just connections right Mm -hmm. there there will be stuff happening there but we didn't add like oh here's a new pillars room or whatever here's a new square stairs skylight room that like becomes this huge central point of contention um so it's all like stuff along the edges and it's to connect what already exists Mm -hmm. so i feel like while it is a little bit bigger it it will make it feel more cohesive so that's i guess my my uh response to that feedback um i like a lot what i was talking to justin friendly for a quick second about um the map rework and he made a good point that it's really hard to tell like if it would be balanced even if it sounds good in talking because you haven't played it at all and you just have no idea how it will really play out Mm -hmm. Um, and i think that's a really good point like these are we're not i mean yes i do think bink should be this way but at the same time, we're not saying, like, make bank this way right now, but we're here's saying, some proposals. Yeah, we're not saying this is the reworked bank. We're saying, like, hey, here's some ideas. This this might, like, if, if I were in charge of, of reworking bank, Let's I, try this out. I might use this as a starting point and then go from there. Yeah. Um, so, okay, more specific feedback. Uh, so Justin Friendly said that one of um, the biggest things that bugs him about bank is that all the staircases can be covered from the outside via skylights or mm-hmm. windows or whatever. So you never feel safe using them as a defender, which is a really good point and something that we hadn't addressed. But you have an idea for that. I do have an idea for that. And I actually think this is one of my better ideas for the whole map rework in general. So, I mean, I had all the other ideas, so that, that extends to reason. Did you? Got them. I'm trying to think. You actually did have a lot of the other ideas. No, I think we worked through it together. Server extension. Anyway. Um, so this, this stair, so you have elevators and you have stairs right next to each other. Make those elevators be stairs instead of elevators. So now where that is, there's no skylight above you. So, so we're moving the existing stairs into the place where the elevators Correct. are. Yep. And where those stairs are, I'll talk about what's there in a second. So those elevators are now gone. That's just that staircase that used to be right next to it. Right. Right. And so now what that does on the second floor, when you come up that staircase, you're basically looking forward towards like the balcony towards banana mm-hmm. and you have the banana stairs right there. And then to your right is the only other angle you have to worry about. So instead of coming up on the second floor and worrying about what's going to be inside of executive office, what's going to be coming towards you from lobby, what's going to be coming from stocks, what's going to be coming from square stairs. Mm-hmm. You only have two angles instead of like 5 million to look at, right. right? Helps the second floor a lot and you don't have the skylight to worry about. Right. First floor kind of does the same thing right now. When you come up on the first floor, you have to look left or right. You have to pick one to look at. If you don't look right, then you have that whole open area that can also kind of see you mm-hmm. if you're not looking that way. But if you don't look left, you have all of anyone from lobby or that soft wall right there. Right. They also both have elevators over there that people could be hiding in. Yeah. 
Correct. So you have to be worried about that too. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with looking left or right, you have to choose one. You can't kind of do both. You have to choose left or right. And if you right. choose the wrong one, it's over. Um, so now when you come up where elevators is, say that stairs, you come up on the first floor, you're already looking into lobby. So you can already clear that while you're still in stairs and safe. And then you can turn to the right and strafe towards lobby side while you're looking towards the open area door. So that again, limits to just two angles, safer for a defender to come up. Yes. Basement gets even better because now the basement backside vault actually has playability. Whereas before people would either reinforce that hatch or no one would drop that hatch because it was too dangerous. The stairs in basement, you were, again, you were looking, coming down basement, you had to worry about. That's my least favorite part of the bank map. The the basement bottom stairs. basement stairs, mm-hmm. whether I'm coming down those stairs or trying to stop somebody from coming down those stairs or whether I'm in garage trying to push into the door and I have to worry about those stairs. Like that one central point is just a death zone and I hate being over there. Yeah, you have to, well, you have to worry about kind of where the mirror window is. You have to worry about that left side if you were at those stairs now. People are hiding behind that one little desk that's in a random spot in the vault lobby. Um, you have to worry about people that are rotating out of CCTV coming towards you. And the guy that's just standing in stairs trying to guard garage in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. So now those stairs moving over to where the elevators are, instead of that being a hatch that's reinforced or just impossible to drop, you have stairs there that will make the vault way more playable and just that backside of the basement significantly more playable yeah. than now. It's never touched. Right. Okay, so then what happens to where the stairs are currently? So now where the stairs are currently on the second floor, you would just put a balcony there where the stairs used to be and just make that hallway a balcony right there. On the first floor where the stairs are, it would be like a kind of little just opening spot where there would be vending machines there. So kind of a little pocket. And then on the basement side, there would just be a small, either gone completely or just like a small little utility room, tiny room. Just basically something for like a defender to try to hold God from or an attacker to have some um, space to try, like kind of push in a little bit and then hold. Yeah. and then Yeah. So, so on the basement, around. like right now, there's like that L hallway. Uh, it has a you know the door going into garage, the door going into the like main basement area, and then it goes up to the stairs. So would you just basically just wall off the stairs and keep that same yeah. little L hallway? I think so. Yeah. Um, what I also like about that, like it solves a lot of problems. When we're getting rid of the skylight, also right, which solves yeah. the problem that Justin Friendly initially brought up. Uh, I also like that on the first floor. Right now, where the stairs are on the first floor, sort of just in front of that, there's a soft wall into tellers, into teller offices, which is an objective, obviously. And that wall very, very rarely gets pushed, even though it might be a good like thing to open, just because I feel like it's so dangerous to be there because, again, there's the lobby, there's the elevators, there's the stairs, there's open area. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're the thermite, you, even if you have one or two people with you, they can't cover all the angles that you have to be worried about trying to breach that, right? Yeah. And so, like, now, by closing off the stairs, moving those over to the other side, now that's basically one so- angle that somebody has to cover, the stairs in the lobby push, and then the open area, right? So you secure one, they watch the other one, you open the thing, and now you can play into tellers from right. that, that hallway. Right. So, yeah, I think that this is a brand new thing that we're proposing, which I think... Um, solve some new problems that we hadn't really thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that mythic also uh, brought up that he wanted that backside of basement to be more playable, which I agree that backside of basement is mostly forgotten, even though there are two objectives right there um, just because there's no way to really get in there safely. Right. Um, if you're lucky, you might get like a silly drop through a hatch that somebody forgot to reinforce or something. But for the most part, that's just unused. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really, really good. So I like that. Um, some other feedback that we got, uh, was on Twitter from at Blair Jaden, who said, I don't like your split objective site too easy to push terrace room into objective with a Monty and plant behind him. Only one doorway causes problems better off just adding cover to kitchen objective split level is never going to be preferred site. So thanks for the feedback. I guess, first of all, I would say we know it's not the preferred site. We know it's the number four site and we're okay with that because it bank already has three pretty good sites. Uh, especially after the fixes that we think are going to fix things, (laughs) hopefully. (laughs) Um, so we're okay with that, but we think that I, I, I know that everybody always hates split level objectives, but I think this split level objective is better than the kitchen open area objective ever was. Um, so that first of all, second, I don't think we said before that next to that door from terrace room into stock trading would be a soft wall. And so people might've assumed that was an unbreachable wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we never said it. So yeah, that would be a soft wall, which means that 
if there's a Monty pushing there and somebody's trying to get a plant behind Monty, there's that soft wall that they have to worry about somebody opening up and getting the shots, right? There's uh, the soft wall in front of janitor closet. Janitor closet, second floor where there's the diagonal. Yep, that somebody could open that up and, um, you know, go kill the Monty and the planter. Or there's also the terrace door at the top of square stairs that somebody could open and rotate over that way. So I think there's plenty of ways to, like, if you think about Coastline Kitchen, for example, that Monty plant that people always do, like, the reason that's so effective is because there's not really a way for defenders to get behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, the nearest door is the front door, and that's, like, you, you will be spotted before you get to where you can see the Monty. Right. Uh, or the planter there's, or whoever. There's no above him. There's no below him. Right. You can maybe get a, a run out, jump out off that balcony, but then that's like throwing your life away for it. Right. Uh, so that's where that's a problem is where it's like a direct walk into the objective and you can plant. I think here where there's a buffer room and we're also like, there's another exterior door that's so close that people could use. Uh, I don't think it's as much of a problem. And there's also below you in open soft area, floor. there's soft floor. So you can, have someone playing from below, which you have the objective below. So someone yeah. is playing down yeah, there. You can nitro and they can watch that door. If a Montaigne is really trying to push that door. And get sure. Plant. And I don't know because obviously the room doesn't exist. I don't know what the angles would look like from below, but it's even possible you could jump out a kitchen window from below and get shots on them or a nitro or something, you know, up into it. I don't know what the angles would look like because the room doesn't exist, but right. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be too worried about the Monty plant there for those reasons. Um, what other feedback do we have? Uh, let's see. Mythic said a few other things, but I think it might, we might've mostly covered it with what other people said. So I think that pretty much covers it. Okay. But again, uh, we would love to hear you guys' feedback on the segment itself. Whether, mm-hmm. whether like, should we, I guess my question is, should we do it with another map or was it too difficult to follow? And what, where was it that you understood the most? What did we say that made things understand? Was it helpful when we said things like, if you're standing in this window facing this way to your right, or was it more helpful to say north, south, east, west? Yeah, like all that kind of feedback would be super, super helpful. Or if it just sucks in general and we're unrenounced and we shouldn't talk about it. Let <laughs> us know. Should we move on to our upper spotlights then? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, boys, it's time for an operator spotlight or two. So who's going to start? I'll begin. Okay, you're doing an attacker. I am. What does he have common in common with triangles? Is that what I said? Who has something in common with triangles? Something like that. Anyway, triangles have three angles, right? Buck makes angles. Buck makes more angles, so like... That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I just found out, though. As I said that, that triangle is because there's three angles. Try three angle, angle. Did you not know nope. that? Never, never clicked in my head until literally I said my mind just blew. You are a doofus. <laughs> I just, it's one of those things. <laughs> okay. I love when that happens and when you finally click. The other, I mean, like two months ago, I finally realized reindeer are reindeer because they have reins. I always knew it was spelled that way. I just never like put it together. They have reins. So they are reindeer. Um, but yeah, triangle three angle, um, buck. There's a couple of pro tips for buck. Pretty quick, pretty easy, pretty simple. Who'd you get these tips from? Myself. Then they're not pro tips. Yes, sir. False. I am the best buck player. Unrenowned tips. And the best buck player that. All right. Give us your pro tips. Number one, in my belief, buck is one of the best hard counters to Mira. And that's okay. Someone, everyone always thinks twitch drone, try to get the mirror window or try to shoot it from an angle buck from above or below it's a huge counter to mirror now obviously there's some places organ basement bank basement that buck just does not have an angle to get on mirror but the villa aviator play that mirror does you can easily get that from below also the bar uh, mirror window that she puts there you can easily get that from below cosine when people play mirror you can get any of those from below there are so many spots from below or above that you can get mirror windows and she is never ever ever paying attention to it yeah because you just don't think about it yeah so it's buck what you first want to do is you want to pay attention to where mirror windows go through every map and see where the mirror windows are placed or where you recognize mirror windows all the time find out where that is from above and below you want to be familiar with what verticality looks like what way the beams are running in the map because that's going to change where you want to shoot so mm-hmm. obviously if they're running vertical and it's in front of you you can shoot further back and get a better angle 
or if they're horizontal, you're going to have to be right above it, right? Yeah. Beams always run north to south. Is that right? Uh, is that a thing? They're, I don't know if it's north to south or east to west, but I know that it's consistent map to map. Whoa. Did I blow your mind? Yeah. More than triangles? No. <laughs> Hold on. We're fact checking. Tip for shooting through floors and roofs. The steel beams and destructible floors and roofs always face vertically up and down in north slash south directions, no matter the map and room. There you go. Oh, the only exceptions being house and bank. Oh, so there are exception, exceptions. House and bank. I guess so. Okay. So, so but other than but that. Other than that, most of the beams are going to be running north and south. This, so Although we should know, this know. was posted a year ago, uh, March 13th, 2018, so a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely possible that some maps that were introduced since then do not follow that rule. But that's a good rule of thumb to remember. Yeah. Um, anyway. Mirror windows. That's a big one, knowing where the mirror windows are and then knowing where it is from above and below. If you really want to, the best way to like understand a map's verticality and like angles that you can do, mm-hmm. if you go play um, uh, Retrieve the Hostage. What's it called? Retrieve Hostage. Uh, hostage. Not rescue defend hostage. hostage, rescue hostage, but a terrorist hunt. The terrorist hunt mission where you play as an attacker to go grab the hostage. Okay. If you pick Buck, kill all the terrorists, don't grab the hostage, and then you can refill your... That's basically the only gadget you can actually refill. Mm-hmm. You can refill that ammo, and you can just shoot everything mm-hmm. and keep refilling the ammo and mm-hmm. shoot all the floors. So you can you can see from there a lot better, like, oh, if I stand here, I can actually prone and see this really weird angle. Yeah. Really good example from that. And this, I mean, this is a defender, not, wouldn't be Buck, but if you're in clubhouse and you're in the construction room, the second floor, like connection room between, um, bedroom and cash, yep. you can shoot a hole that goes into like the logistics office and like through the floor there. And you can see the kitchen hatch that thermite's planting and no one ever is looking there ever, ever, ever. Good. The kitchen hatch. So the kitchen hatch that goes in the basement. Oh Yeah. You can see that from the construction room. If you hit a hole through the soft wall that goes into the logistics room and then hit a hole through that floor, you can prone there and see that hatch very, very easily. Yeah. So that's just a good example of when you destroy a map completely, you can see really weird angles like that. And you're like, no one's ever going to even think to look this way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as Buck, you want to understand the range of his underbarrel um, shotgun, his breaching shotgun, basically. It actually has a pretty good range of opening things up. You can stand, um, if you're on consulate outside of the benches area, that's like if you're at the bottom of spiral staircase facing the stairs, just to your left, there's like a small little hallway that brings you like towards the yellow stairs Mm -hmm. that has two windows in it and it's called benches. Um, If you hit that window, you can shoot with your buck. You can open up that soft wall right there and kind of see better into piano room a little bit just from like a different angle yeah. and people just aren't expecting angles like that. So understanding the range of how far Buck can shoot also helps you to get different angles from the ceiling through a wall. And then that's into objective. Um, another thing with Buck along going along with angles, if instead of always pushing through doors, it's sometimes better just to make your own hole to the right or the left of the door. Cause people are always holding the door but people aren't expecting a hole to the left of the door that you're going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're expecting you to come from one angle, but you're coming actually just two feet to the right of that, and that's going to mess them up enough where actually now you have a chance even if they're holding the angle on you. Hmm. Um, okay, I went over mirror windows. Okay, hiding spots. That's another one. Start paying attention to where people are hiding on defense. So while you're playing defense, just look around where people are trying to like hold different angles and where it happens most commonly. And they go on a custom game as Buck and try to figure out, okay, what weird angle can I make that can make that spot a very dangerous spot to be holding? People all the time, they'll go in um, Oregon second floor. They're always hiding kind of behind that mattress that's like by the big window. You had that mattress right next to it that people are kind of hiding behind. And mm-hmm. they have the rotation hole that goes into the bunks, the kids' bedroom. I think that's what we decided it was called. Or bunks. Yeah. People are always hiding there from below. You can buck that from below and kill mm-hmm. someone that's hiding there. And there's someone always there. So if you can drone them out and like, hey, he's hiding here, you can go. But don't spot him because that's going to make them move. But And this is why it's important to know where it is already. Because if you spot him before, then they're going to move. By the time you buck it, they're gone. Right. So if you just say, okay, I know where he is and I know exactly where to go from below to kill him. And you just go below and kill him. There's, there's Obviously, you have to drone out below and be careful. But 
you can kill them from below, and that's a free kill for you. Okay, question. Um, why is Buck any better for doing that than any other operator? Because it's Like shooting quick. somebody through a floor. Because it's quick and quiet. Or quiet. Like, who else? So it's someone. So someone else, you're shooting them with a capitar, you're hitting the beams, or you're hitting maybe not them, and they have time to move before it's too well, late. Well, if you have a shotgun. I mean, if you have a shotgun, yeah, but who are you playing on attack that you're using a shotgun? Know. Probably not many people. Yeah, never. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe Finca when you're doing the sausage rush, but you're sausage rushing instead of like there's. It's very rare on attack that you're using a shotgun over your ACOG weapon, and Buck has that special ability that has an underbarrel shotgun, and you can you kill people with that if you shoot enough times, and you have a wider area of effect instead of dang, I hit the beams. Sure. Constant people are always hiding behind the white van. You can get angles from that from piano, as well. That's just another simple example of where people always hide. And then also pay attention on defense. Another thing, not only hiding spots, but very common rotations where people are rotating from, just doorways. And this is also a tip for Cali. Find where those rotations are. And as Buck, find where you can make a weird hole in a weird spot. Just hold that one rotation. Same thing for Cali. Find these weird rotations that people are, not weird, but common rotations that people are doing. And then find a weird angle that you can hold that one spot from and just shut down a rotation that they're not mm-hmm. expecting you to be shutting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So that's that covers angles. And then cutting off rotations, mirror windows. Buck comes with frags, so he has his. He has. I guess I didn't really go over his loadout or what he is for people that don't know Buck, but hopefully you understood Buck. He's got the cameras. Um, that's the DMR gun, and then he has his SASFW, something like that. That's Buck's assault rifle. That's not the DMR. That gun has a lot of kick to it, and there's no grip. But I, I use there's no vertical grip, and I use it all the time though. But I just don't put an ACOG on it, and it helps. It helps a lot, a lot. to not have an ACOG on that gun. Mm-hmm. His secondary is just the MK1 nine millimeter handgun. That's yes, all it is. And as far as his secondary gadgets go, he has a stun grenade or frag grenades. You literally always want to pick frags. There's almost never a reason to pick stuns or frags. No. Frags can be free kills. Um, and then obviously his gadget, his primary gadget is the skeleton key is what it's called. And that's the underbarrel shotgun that makes large holes, lots of destruction. Um, so now with frags, this is the last thing I really want to talk about with Buck from these angles that you can get, you can get frags into these hiding spots that maybe you can't shoot at, but you can bounce a frag into it. And that's almost better than, uh, trying to shoot them from below. So if you can, um, where's it? Really good example. Border. Second floor, you had the mirror window that's always there. So you can either think as Buck, okay, I'm going to go right underneath that mirror window. That's that first hall. If you were to enter like the front door border in that hallway, that's where you would be shooting up in to get that mirror window. Instead of that, go into ventilations. The beams are running the right way for you. Shoot up into ventilations, cook a frag, and throw it right where Mira's standing. She's always standing at that window. You're going to get her window, and you're going to get her. And say you miss her, you at least made her move. Say you miss the window, she's at least gone from the window where now you can go. You tried a frag kill. That could have been a free kill. And now you can just go below and kill the mirror window at least. Yeah. So, But frags like that, just getting like an angle, like, okay, maybe I can't get right below them because they're standing there, and it's too hard to like get exactly where they are. But maybe I can throw a frag and get a splash damage kill. And that that could even go for the same thing. I didn't think about this. But behind that mattress that people are hiding on, it might be best to go um, back a few feet and hit the floor there, cook a frag, and throw it right in that corner. Because just, people just aren't expecting it. Yeah. Find weird bounces you can get with frags. Test it in a custom game. Figure it out. Find the hiding spot. Pay attention on defense. That's going to be your biggest help. Paying attention on defense to where people are always hiding and where they're always rotating. And then go right. into custom game as Buck. or Just just go for your side. favorite spots on defense, right? Start yeah. there. Like Start there. This, this place that you like to sit on on defense, somebody else probably likes the same spot. Right. So start there. Yeah. Um, and then go custom game or terrorist hunt hostage as Buck and find the angle that you can get to shut down that spot. And then obviously when people kill you from weird spots that you weren't expecting, find the next Buck spot to stop that. And it, obviously any operator is going to come down to lots of hours of playing that operator. The more you sure. play him, the more you're going to be creative with him. But he can be super, super creative. And a lot of people just use him to like breach a hole in a wall or to, I, obviously you want to, if you're, if it's a first floor objectives, you want to be on second floor or someone else and just open the whole floor. If you can just make the defenders feel completely unsafe. Mm-hmm. But the more creative you get with Buck, the better you're going to do in general, yeah. instead of just the, I'm just going to blow up the floor. You have any other favorite sneaky spots? My best ones is the ventilation into that that border window. That's my favorite spot to get. Um, 
trying to think of I, a lot of times when we push consulate second floor i go on the skylight that's over yellow stairs and because those reinforcements right there don't go all the way to the ceiling you yeah. can hit those above and you can hold you can clear out that little like kind of closet that's right there mm-hmm. and you can hold yellow stairs from there as well and then sometimes if we do plant there i can repel there and now i have this weird angle of repel that people aren't expecting that's just where those holes are and i can see the kit yeah cool what else um that's all i have for his as far as pro tips for buck go he has some really cool skins um for him i'm waiting for the buck elite skin to come out that's one that i actually might get if it's cool but he has one skin that's like a woodsman like uh like the lumberjack lumberjack skin yeah that's super cool he's got um a really cool like looks like a wooden skin for his gun that has a little canada leaf on it a maple leaf on it that's like super super cool um, and then he has like one of these like face masks. It looks like a not paintball mask, but like a basically just a face mask, but it's painted like Canada colors, and that's also really really sick. Um, and I like those all those a lot. Those are basically ones I use for Buck. Cool. Yeah. Um, all done with Buck. I'm done with Buck. Yeah, Buck's uh, Buck's good. I'd say he's one of the higher skill operators. Like his gadget is obviously very simple. But to like to get anything special with it, I think it's going to be one of the highest skill operators. That's why you see people like Macy J playing Buck all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, so I teased spaghetti, which if you know anything about me, you know that I already obviously did Maestro for an operator spotlight. So I am monopolizing Operation Parabellum, and I am taking Alibi this week. Uh, so Alibi... Um, she is a very, very good roamer fragger type uh, defender, um, primarily because she's a three speed, which obviously is very helpful. Uh, and she has a very good gun in the MX4 Storm. It's very, very good. Very, very steady. Good. Yeah, it, it just it doesn't move. Like if you have good aim, you're gonna hit. You're gonna get headshots. I'm surprised at that. That and the um, pepperoni has lower. Uh, ammunition that's sure that's mozzie's gun mm-hmm. but both of those are lasers they literally do not move and they're pretty quick rate of fire and they feel super good i'm surprised they didn't get nerfed along with ella scorpion when hers first came out and was a laser yeah i don't know why ella had that and then these other ones have got away with it she th- i think the problem is when she came out and i wasn't around when she came out i was on my two-year hiatus from siege um the she she was also strong as far as gadget goes and so they were just they just took all sides of her and just pulled her down. She's the new Blackbeard. Yeah. <laughs> Getting nerfed out of nowhere. She um, just got the nerf on the FO12, which I guess was a problem on console that obviously we don't know about because we don't play console. But Yeah. It, like, I, I'd have to go look at Ella's, like, original, um, her gun's original stats to see how it really compares. But just uh, the MX4 Storm, it has a 950 rate of fire rounds per minute. Uh, and standard damage is 26. So that's pretty high. Uh, for comparison, the the Pepperoni, also known as the P10 Roni, has a 980 RPM rate of fire. So it's just a little tiny bit faster, same amount of damage, um, but uh, obviously has a much smaller magazine. So uh, the, the MX4 Storm is just a really, really solid weapon. The sight, the holographic sight on it is great. Um, the, and I, I think that is the number one reason to pick Alibi. It, you're picking her for a gun that you like, um, and then you're making good use of her gadget um, to to complement that. Uh, so it, it, she sort of fits in the same category as like a Vigil, I think, um, where like the gadget may or may not really have any effect on the round, although I think her gadget's better than Vigil's, uh, but j- you're picking them because they're great at killing people. Um, so that's what I like to do with her. So uh, that said, I guess the rest of her kit, she's got the ACS-12, is that what it's called? Yeah, ACS-12 shotgun. Same as um, Maestro. It's this auto shotgun with like 30 rounds in the in the magazine. So you can like shred walls with it. It's not as good for shredding people because no. its kick is just uncontrollable. Yep. Um, but for destroying walls or floors or whatever, it's uh, really, really great. Uh, her secondaries are the Caritas 357. So that's a 
kind of a magnum type uh, pistol does a lot of damage. And then the Bailiff 410, which is like this shotgun pistol. It's great because you can make big holes in walls. You can also destroy hatches and stuff. I am trying to decide what I should main between those two secondaries. I used to go with the Bailiff because that was like the obvious choice, but then they changed the um, environmental damage on the Caritas to be, and, and on all the magnums and like bigger caliber pistols. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except for the LF586. No, yeah, it got it too. The uh, hold on, but oh, the Kaid's pistol. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that one. It did but not it's get not it. okay. Interesting, but anyway, because of that, like that, the bailiff is not very good for killing people either. You'd be real, real close. Um, and the Keratos is actually like, really powerful. So now that it can has quite a bit of destruction, it's actually useful. But then the bailiff can open hatches, so that's also a big thing. Uh, so I think right now I'm running the Caritas 357 because I'm still trying to f- decide whether I want that over the bailiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her gadgets, secondary gadgets are impact grenades and deployable shields for that. That's for me, that's no question. It's always going to be impact grenades, but, um, so she's got a really, really solid that out. Okay. So then getting to her main gadget, which is the Alibi Prisma, obviously it she puts up this decoy that when people shoot it or run their drone through it or walk through it, they get spotted for, I think it's like three pings over like three seconds or something. Um, here's the thing about that. If you are using this to try to like trick people, if you're trying to like, you're doing that thing where you throw three of them and you stand there too. I mean, so if you're doing that, you're basically just joking, an idiot. right? Like you're not, you're not an idiot, but like you, you can't do that and expect to consistently get anything decent out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because somebody sees that and they're just going to throw a frag at you. Right. Um, if they're, even halfway decent. So and people do do that kind of stuff, just kind of like messing around and they'll get stuff out of it occasionally, but you can't expect any consistent results from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what I was getting at is like, don't be throwing alibi prismas out and expecting that somebody's going to mistake it for you and shoot it. And then you're going to be able to get a kill off of that. Like if this, it's not going to happen very often. There's just not good enough spots that you can set them up. People usually will not fall for it. Um, and even if, even if they do like the chances that you're going to be able to capitalize on it and get a kill out of it are, are like pretty slim. Um, the tracking by the way is five seconds, one ping every second, five pings. Yeah. Wow. That seems like a lot. Um, but yeah, like I just like, maybe you do get something out of that sometimes, but I just don't feel like that's the most efficient way to use them. I think you're, you want to use these to block important sight lines, um, or, or to be like, um, real time distractions. Right. So, as far as the sight lines go, um, think of, you know, like really critical, like through window sight lines that people can't, wouldn't be able to see, mm-hmm. uh, the gadgets, actual like emitter where they can shoot and destroy it. So for example, on bank, there's that, uh, window in the tellers archives objective in the archive side, there's that window that looks directly out into the bottom of square stairs. And then it looks onto like the door coming in from the alley spawn that's a great spot for it right behind that window. Cause they won't, nobody's going to be able to see the emitter to destroy it, but it also blocks that whole side. And people are frequently holding, uh, that just that window angle, particularly from that, uh, the door coming in from alley. And so if, if you can just sort of shut that down where they really can't see very much through it. And then even if they do see somebody, there's a good chance they're going to shoot the hologram and be spotted. Like, that that can really shut things down like that. So just think about angles like that, where there's just a critical sight line you can block off with it, um, and that's really where those things work best. Um, the other option is to use it as like a real time distraction. So I, I don't know if somebody like sees you and is chasing you, or like you're in a, you're in a bad situation, you can just sort like keep one with you, so you can just. Um, throw it down and, you know, when somebody's in the heat of pursuit after you, there's a good chance they might fall for it. Um, and, and, and maybe it'll just give you the edge you need to get the kill or whatever. Um, also use it in tandem with your teammates. So if somebody, if you know, one of your teammates is going to attempt some sort of run out or whatever, I don't know. Most, or not most, but a lot of people might not know how Alibi Prismas work with runouts. is when you throw one outside, it will, pop up outside just fine and then it will be spotted as as if it were a defender outside so the attackers think that there's literally somebody outside they get the notification on their screen and they get the the tracking icon or whatever um and it won't tell them who it is so they know the alibi is in the game because when you get 
I spotted but not identified or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that means the alibi's on the other team. Right. Um, but they, they the reason that happens is so that they can't tell that it's alibi who threw out a prisma, right? Right. So you can do this and do this just before a teammate runs out and this thing's going to get spotted. They're all going to look this direction and then your teammate does the run out from the other window or whatever and is able to get free kills. Right. Right. So like if you can use it effectively with your team, it can actually be really, really useful. Um, the other thing I would say about her prismas, people frequently complain about the fact that the prisma always uses the default skin and always uses her MX4 with no attachments. Mm-hmm. So it's like too easy to tell that it's not her or whatever. Right. And I get that point, but I don't think it's really a problem because it's just not very, like at least beyond like low level play, it's not very often that somebody actually mistakes it for an operator because they should have drawn the room out. They, you know, it's standing still, it's holding, like, it's just looking in a weird direction and like, doesn't, it doesn't move like a person does obviously. So like, I just don't think that's really a huge issue. So like a lot of people will say like, don't you think that Alibi should be buffed in this way where the thing matches her skin? I'm sure there's technical reasons that it doesn't do that already. Um, And so that being said, like, no, I don't think it's a big deal. Well, yeah, you're not trying to fool people with it. You're just trying to make it as something someone has to shoot through to be shooting at you. Yes. That's going to attract them. And people do, they don't, not that they're mistaking it for something, but when you're just peeking a corner and you see something that is a person, you just shoot at it. Mm-hmm. You just do. Sometimes you just shoot because you know there was someone in that room or if it wasn't there before, you just shoot because what is that? Right. So one one huge thing I've noticed with Alibi too is when playing her, if you move one of your, let's say, um, theme park, you're playing second, organ basement is my favorite place to go. So I'm just going to organ basement. <laughs> organ basement, you have your alibis wherever. People are pushing down the stairs, um, the regular basement stairs, trying to get the plant on the washing machine. They're pushing down. They know there's no Ella there because they've already kind of pushed down and seen you. You kind of push them back up with smoke or whatever. If you throw no, it, no alibi, you mean no alibi prisma. That's what I meant to say. They know there's no alibi there because they've droned it and they've seen there's nothing there. Sure. They're trying to push down. You smoke them out with like a smoke or something, or they like go back up the stairs for a second, and then you throw one there. The next time they come down, that was not there before, mm-hmm. and they're not expecting it to be there, so they're going to shoot at it, and that yeah. can give you a chance to get a kill. Totally, because you moved it, and they're like. uh yeah. They're going to shoot at it. Yeah. And, and like, I guess along with that, I would say if you're playing an objective where there aren't like really good kind of default spots for an alibi thing, that's going to block some sort of sight line, just hold on to them and, and throw yeah. them out throughout the round as, you know, live distractions. Yeah. Um, and that can be useful. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything else really important to say about alibi. Like I've, kind of been putting off doing a spotlight on alibi because I've been playing her a lot recently, but I just felt like I don't really have anything to offer. And I think it's just because she's pretty straightforward. Uh, like, I mean, there's kind of these basic tips of like how to use her, her things, but really there's not like, I don't feel like she needs any significant nerfs or buffs. No. So there's not a lot to say there. Right. And then it's like, once you kind of understand how to use her is basically just be good at siege and you'll be good with alibi. And so like, I don't really know what else to, to add to that. I think just understand she's a three speed and she has good utility that you can use with her. Don't just throw them out. Also just to throw them out, like maybe throw out one or two, but if you have no spot to put the third one, hold on to the third one. Yeah. It's, it's the same way I play castle. Like, uh, honestly, those gadgets a lot of times can be a lot more effective when you know what's happening than they are when you're, you're trying just, to guess. Yeah, we're just guessing from the start. Um, and also when, when utility has been like, used. It's like Warden. Like at the beginning of the round, I'm not just pressing my Warden <laughs> thing during the preparation right. phase because there's no reason to use it. Very much unlike Glass because Glass, the first thing you do is push the gadget button and you pretty much don't push it again for the rest of the round. Right. So I think that, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, alibi is really good if you if you haven't played her or you don't have her or whatever i would totally recommend that you get her because she's just really fun to play can those prismas can you throw them through like a beam floor or will it get stuck on the top of the beams um i don't think it will go through a beam floor but i don't know for sure because if it did i'm just thinking say they're pushing organ basement right pushing the hatch and you're like you're above and you just shoot a quick caratos caratos is the shotgun one uh, no, the bailiff. Bailiff. 
you just shoot like a bailiff right down and you throw an alibi straight down. They look up, there's just an alibi standing there and like, oh, shoot, they start yeah. shooting at it. Yeah. But now you're coming down the freaking stairs and you're shooting at them from the stairs after they're shooting. I don't know. That now you be. do the same thing with a hatch if there's a hatch nearby somehow that you could yeah, use yeah. or whatever. Um, I mean, chances are they see you throw it down, but there might be a chance where you can kind of get one in a weird spot that was not just there. Yeah. He's talking about this... Uh, makes me even more want our operator that we called Siren, who has some sort of audio decoys. Yeah. Um, that'd be really good. And somebody stole our idea, called it Siren, and put it on the freaking subreddit like a few weeks ago, and I'm really upset about it. Yep. Okay, I think that seals it for operator spotlights. Do we have time for listener questions, or should we put it I off to next week? I think we should put it off to next week, honestly. I agree. So if you have listener questions that you want to send in for next week when we will do them again... Um, you can do those, send those to us in two places. One is on the Twitter at r 6 Unrenowned, and one is in our Discord server, which is now over 500 members, which is so awesome. Ooh, um, yeah. You can just search Unrenowned Discord, and you will find that um, either on our Twitter page or Google. Sometimes we'll show the result. It's very inconsistent about <laughs> whether or not that result comes up. You know what else you could do, Ryan? What could you do? You could go to twitch.tv slash just alone and do exclamation part exclamation point discord oh and you'll get a discord there you go. same at twitch.tv slash ryguy w-r-y-g-u-y i wonder how that happened that both of those got that you know i have no and i'm surprised that more often i go to other twitch tvs and i do discord it doesn't pop up the internet on discord yeah it's what very other weird. discord could you possibly want to be a part of it's it's very strange i'm not sure uh i'm not sure what are we gonna play this week siege what are we gonna play the most halo. of this siege. week halo siege it's like it's like this reminds me of holy freak! I'm going to make a meme. This reminds me of uh, Friends episode. Joey Tribbiani is asked, "Does he want? Would he rather have girls or food?" Uh-huh. And he's like, "It like food. breaks his brain." No, girls, food. No, girls. I, g- 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 I can't. I can't do it. I want girls on bread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Siege. Halo. Siege. Halo. You're you're forgetting Rocket League. Rocket League can wait for this. One. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is how you know it's real. Rocket League's being put on hold. Also, we got to play a little more Foxhole because Foxhole is fun. Foxhole is fun, but Foxhole, unfortunately, is fun at a very unfortunate time for me. Uh, okay. When well, Siege and Halo Reach just. You're almost done with school for the semester. I know. So. Lots of Siege and lots of Halo Reach. Got, yeah, there you go. And if you want to see that, just hello on twitch.tv. Or even better, Rye Guy on twitch.tv. That's not. You're not going to get as good gameplay. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll have a new episode for you next Friday, as always. Please do come hang out with us. We like to have all of you guys in the Discord and hanging out in the streams. It's just a ton of fun to to chill with the Unreal community. You guys are great. We will see you next week. Just goodbye.